I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Welcome to the third episode of the Premier Non-League Podcast Summer Special Series. Uh, it's just me and Trev tonight. Trev, how are you doing, mate? How was your beer session with Dean Brennan? Because I know you've kind of name-dropped a lot over the last couple of days, but I think you had a good time, didn't you? <laughs> I don't drop names anywhere. But... Yeah, no, it was really, really nice. But that's that's the nice thing about non-league, though, is that you can, you can get close to players, you can get close to managers, even, even chairman in some clubs as well. You, you can't do that when you get to the Football League, so you've got to make the most of it. Yeah, well, me and uh, obviously Gaz have been taking turns on comment on your Facebook wall with the J in between as friend posts. So, like, we, we'll give it a break tonight because I'm sure you'll be named off it soon. And it, we don't want to upset you like we upset Pete, do we? No. <laughs> but um, you missed a fascinating interview we recorded with Funch Amateurs Rich Fippen, but you were a part of that amazing interview we had with Dawkins Wondrous Mark White. It was a cracking interview, wasn't it? Yeah, he's very, very open. He's actually really like a lot of, if you speak to a lot of the managers and that, they'll be as open as that. There's obviously some things they can't. They can't say you've got to keep some things on the hush hush. But um no, he's a he's a very nice guy. He runs his club runs his club well and um they got a nice nice shot at the National League next year. Yeah, and it's going to be really fascinating to see what they do next season. But moving on, we have teased it last week, a very good uh, social media teaser that Trevor is on our socials. We're joined by I'd say it has to be record breaking, Joe Ben from Littlehampton Town. Joe, good evening. How are you doing, mate? Evening, boys. It's um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm not sure on record breaking. We can't confirm that, but I'll I think we'll it. confirm it. We'll it. confirm it as a Premier Non-League podcast. We'll an say it's record breaking. An unofficial confirmation. I will certainly take that. Well, especially at your step, and I'd say most steps of non-league. To be fair, but um, I think it's important we have someone from Littlehampton Town on because you guys are so kind to have our our uh, advert at the side of the pitch for the, the little running you had at the end of the season. It was really sort of proud to see him on a couple of press photos, but um. We'll move on to that season, but uh, Joe, how's your summer been like? Because you've had a whirlwind season. We'll get onto your stats and everything later on, but you must have been pretty needing that summer break and stuff. But from what I understand, you probably haven't had much time to actually get a summer break, have you? It's honestly been so full on. Um, I think obviously we went from Wembley to then the Wednesday, whatever date that was in May, to the, the final against Salt Dean, um, and then. You know, we were back training last Monday. So we were sort of talking, being back at training. Like, it's literally, we, I think we worked it out. It had only been sort of four or five weeks, which is sort of nothing when you compare it to the teams who were in our league who, you know, on that last day of the season finished. Um, they sort of had almost double that. So it's been crazy. Um, but I'm sort of a bit of a weirdo when it comes to stuff like that. It's good to be back. I love it. I love being around sort of the group and just trying to stay sort of active and, and get back playing really. So what's, um? let's start from the beginning. What's your footballing journey been? So, you know, for those that are listening and don't know who Joe Ben is, let's let's talk, start from the beginning. So down in the youth sub, were you linked to any sort of professional football team or how did your footballing journey start? 
Um, no, not, well, there was when I was sort of, I think it was around 12. So I obviously started playing from a stupidly young age. So my brother, who's five years older than me, um, it was just natural for us to play together. Um, my old man's like absolutely mad on football, literally lives and breathes it. Um, so it was just normal for us to, to have that around our lives. I think around, I can't remember the exact age. It was sort of like 11, 12. I was with sort of Brighton schoolboys and I sort of didn't enjoy it. I, I, it wasn't something that I looked forward to. And and this is the sort of been the amazing thing with, with my old man is that he's never, ever pushed sort of any of us as, as sort of kids to do anything. And he's always been like, same with mum. It's like, whatever you want to do, we'll back you. And at the time I was like, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to go. I, I sort of enjoyed playing at the time with my friends, still playing at, you know, good f- football at that age group, but I enjoyed it more. So sort of come away from that, that sort of professional setup as such. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, just normal youth football. Um, I think at, at under 18s, I was with East Preston, um, and Worthing United for, I think first year was East Preston and second year was Worthing United or vice versa. And then I left for university. So I went to a university called Hartbury, um, which is mad on football, mad on equine. And, and it was one of the things where I was like, it, my brother did it. I looked at what he did. He got a degree and sort of played football like a professional as such. It was something you'd train every day and you'd get your degree on the side. And I was like, this is an absolute no-brainer. Like, I've got to do this. So then, yeah, I went to university and that was probably the hardest thing. Like going to uni, um, being amongst pretty much everyone in that team, even second team, were all sort of release YTs. You know, we had uh, a few lads who had been sort of pro-signed. Um, we had a lad who was at Arsenal uh, and then got released and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm well out of debt here. Got that sort of like imposter syndrome, like I shouldn't be here. And no. for those like people who know me, I'm not the most confident person when it comes to like believing in myself. I'll, I'll always sort of doubt it and, and things like that. So it, it was tough. And I think away from uni so there was a few jokes made of it but throughout my uni experience I was a I was a holding midfielder so I remember in my third year that was when I sort of my first year I was with the under 19s we won the national cup for the under 19s like played at the Britannia which was amazing um second year I was with a second team and then first year I sort of broke into the first team and yeah I was holding midfielder and I literally was like the most rat around player you could imagine I remember we'd have like analysis sessions um and obviously the university was decent university we had like the GPS trackers on our, our uh, on our chest throughout the game and on those trackers you get your distance and stuff but you used to get impacts so anytime there was like a big collision or stuff and we go through and everyone's charts would be like two, three, four. And then it get to me and it's like 15. I'd literally just rat around, head it, kick it. And that was just my game. Um, finish uni, come back. And again, this is where sort of me being me, I was just like, you know, if I, if I don't play football, I don't play football. I still want to play, but I just want to enjoy it. And at the time, my brother was signing for Mile Oak, who one of his best mates was becoming manager. Ben Shoulders was starting his sort of like tenure there. And he was like, why don't you just, just come down? We get an opportunity to play football together. Like we haven't done that since we were kids. Let's do it. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. Um, and then, yeah, I think from there, I sort of played sort of sent midfield, then pushed on to, to um, like sort of um, in the hole, like attacking midfield. And then from there, yeah, just sort of did a couple of years, 
that was where I did my knee. So I was out for a year. And it was when I come back from my knee, I think Witty had just come in. So Witty's like an absolute Milo legend. He always does like 10 years there. And he they were struggling for um, like a, a striker. And they were like, look, how do you fancy just, just going up front? I'd, I've scored a couple of goals from the 10 and just see how you get on. And I think... I think there was like 10 games left of the season and I managed to bag like 10 or 12, something like that. And he was like, let's, let's just, let's stick with this. Like, let's stay with that. And for the next year, um, we had Kurt take over at Marloak and yeah, managed to, to score a few and then sort of went to Littlehampton and, I guess the well, can you say the rest is history? I feel like that's a bit cliche. No, I think, I think yeah, that's a lot that, of history. It's about yeah. right though, yeah. yeah did, that, um, did that's Mitch, sort of how it's led to there. Did Mitch and George come come for you at my local? Did you was there another way of getting there to Littlehampton? Um, yeah, I, I I had a little bit of chat with George, I remember, but no, I think we'd finished the season at Milo and was it just finished of COVID? I think COVID had just come in, or I can't remember off the top of my head, but Dan Hegarty was playing at Littlehampton and I'd yes, done yeah. my teacher training at his school and he was my mentor. And obviously we played him a couple of times when, when I was at Mile Oak and I was like, I just fancy that. I think my brother had just had his first child. He was sort of stepping away a little bit. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be there. I liked playing with him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'll speak to Hegarty. And I dropped him a message and was like, look, you know, would would they be interested in, in, in me coming over? Because at the time, Mark uh, Mark Bennett was the manager. Yeah, yeah. He put me in touch and then he was like, we'd love to have you over. Sorted it from there. And yeah, that, that's sort of how it started. Have you enjoyed the move? Obviously, for obvious reasons, we know it's a yes, but compared yeah. to my alone. Yeah, it was, it was one, like I've sort of said in this, like, I'm, I don't know, how would I describe myself? I lot obviously I like being comfortable, but I do put myself in challenging situations. But I knew at my oak that I was liked there. That's always important. I, you know, I want to be liked. Who doesn't want to be liked? I, I try and be a nice person, whatever I do. So I was like, what is it going to be like there? And, and Littlehampton, I think probably for the last 10 years, maybe 15 years, have had this sort of stigma about them. And to be fair, a few people at my oak were like, you shouldn't go there. It's not your type of club you're not going to settle in there. And I was like a little bit apprehensive, but honestly, it's genuinely been the best thing I've ever done. The, the group of lads are absolutely sound, like how all of them are. I know you've probably heard it time and time again throughout the sort of Wembley running, but I think like taking sort of the um, sort of like media side away from it and being really professional, honestly to the ground, I, I can't, say enough how much like there is no clicks whatsoever and the amount of sort of football teams I've been a part of or you hear about where there's just clicks and there's groups I think it's normal in a lot of clubs for there to be oh that's their group that's their group that's their group genuinely and, and it summed it up like going on holiday together at, uh, after Wembley yeah <laughs> and every and I think only two people missed it three people missed it because of obviously like I think there was personal reasons or whatever everyone it doesn't matter who you were with you got on and and that sort of like epitomized the team and and how we were um and it, it's been like that for the, the two three seasons i've been there this year it's just been highlighted because of how well we've done but well you know last last year when we were in this county one it was the exact same the group of boys were exact same we were all sort of in it together was there a sort of how did the um sorry Joe. I was just going to say when when that COVID, when that 
season hit of COVID, obviously they were top of the league and well clear, should have should have won promotion then. And then started again like a house on fire, absolutely powering Division One. And then we stop again. Did you sort of think, is this actually going to happen? Are we going to actually get up or are we going to be stuck at this level, you know, yeah. for, for a while? Yeah, yeah, that was exactly it. And I think what that what really sort of hurt us as a club was in that after the first COVID and then it re- restarted again, yeah. when they released the FA Cup, I think they only put like six teams in it and we weren't in it. We weren't one of them. And oh, we like, obviously from the position that we were in and I can't remember how they decided those teams that were going in the FA Cup, but for, for a non-league team, the FA Cup's huge, isn't it? Yeah. And we were absolutely fuming. We were just like, this is ridiculous. Um, but we sort of used that like, as like, right, let's let's stick it to them then. Like, we'll mm. use that. And that's always what we've done. We've always gone with, you know, people wanting us to lose, people wanting us to fail and stuff. And it's like, we just use it as motivation. It's that, That's sort of what we've done. Um, and I think that's such a sort of testament to our character. And you see that. How many times the season just gone were we, you know, one nil down, two nil down. And it's like, oh, they pulled it back, three two, or they won five two. Like the game was a write off in the end because it's, we just had this attitude. I mean, other than Newham away, we'll, we'll leave that one though. Um, we just had this attitude where it was like, a, you know, we, it doesn't matter where we, like, where we are in a game, we've always got a chance of getting back in it. We looked, I looked at the um, sort of, I think we've said it plenty of times on this uh, non league podcast, Premier Non League podcast about, how COVID has sort of made a very weird sort of, I say bond with a lot of the clubs because a lot of the squads have been lucky to stay together. And it's kind of like, it's hit us home. Like as I said off air, like I'm, I'm Worthing fan. And, you know, we went and won the league, just like that Sussex football has been brilliant for like us Hastings, you guys at Littlehampton, everything like that. But there's a lot of clubs that obviously people are moving on now and you've been used to seeing the same players, which is so unusual for a non-league. I, what, what did that feel like for you guys? Because, um, were you sort of worried at any time that this season people might move on and you're, you're going to lose that bond and, you know, the ways that got you to Wembley? Because we know that's all about teams. You look previously when Leicester won the Premier League, they I think they did it on literally, was it like 20 million or something like that? Mm. And it was just yeah. that team bond. And that's the reason they won the Premier League. And I think that's why clubs like yourselves, Worthing, Hastings, because they managed to keep a lot of the players. Do you think that could, are you worried that could affect next season? Or are you you reckon that you've kept the majority of the squad, it's going to be a sort of similar sort of scenario? Yeah, I think if you look at sort of who we've kept and stuff and who's gone, there hasn't been many go. Um, and that's sort of the thing. With, I think you made a really good point about like pre-COVID, how common was it to see players like jump from team to team and, oh, he's gone there, he's in another club for him. Um, I'll even dig out Gaskin for that. He's been everywhere. <laughs> but like now, like now, now it's that's, that's it. We, we've kept such a good sort of core group of, of what we had last year. Obviously, I think our biggest loss would probably be Tom, you know, sort of calling it a day. Um, what an absolute player. And mm. he'll be missed. I mean, it doesn't matter what standard he was playing at. I, I think he's unbelievable. Um, he's going to he's gonna be someone that we're going to miss massively. But for what we've got, um, and, and like I said, how we've kept everyone together, or the majority of people together, yeah, I think, it's such a sort of positive thing to come back to pre-season and be like oh, buzzing we've we've kept the group it's not like oh god we've lost so many here so talking like about next season 
you've obviously signed for Littlehampton yet again, which is great to see. You're keeping part of that together. You're enjoying playing your football there. Now, when you score 60 goals in a season and you miss three months, you injure yourself a couple of times. I'm not being funny, Joe. There must have been calls from much higher up in possibly even football league. Am I right in saying that or am I wrong in saying that? Or even top of non-league? And how? And no offence to Littlehampton, because as I said, there's nothing against them here, but they're a step, uh, step four club. If you're getting called from above, what's made you stay at Littlehampton? Yeah, no, I think football football league definitely didn't happen. That, okay. that's it, that's the mad thing with like with non-league and how much like I get kids at school coming up to me and be like, "Sir, I heard you turned down this club and this club." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh slow down." Go on, slow what, down. what are some of the clubs going? What are some of the clubs they said? Go on, uh, I've, I've had I've had quite a few like league two clubs. Um, I've had I've had the Worthing. I've had. Dartford like a couple of them don't get me wrong a couple of them have been like on the lines of being true but yeah there's been there's been some out there which have made me laugh what was the other I think that there was one mad one up north like oh was it Sunderland it was something ridiculous a <laughs> Macclesfield or something and I was like what is going on here this is ridiculous um but yeah no I, I think the sort of the main um sort of interest come around it must have been like October November and yeah like I'm not going to lie. Yeah, quite a few sort of clubs come in. I think the highest was was Conference South, um, and yeah, it was it was tough to be like, no, I'm going to stay. And I think my reasoning at the time was I just started at my at my school that I'm at now. I'd taken on a new role, and you know, for me being sort of 27 years old, and I know to to a lot of people that doesn't sound madly old in football terms, but you know, football is not my profession my profession yeah. is teaching and and that's what I absolutely love to do and I can't have like football affect that like, with teaching there's especially being a PE teacher the amount of hours away from the classroom is just massive like going on fixtures art parents evening all things like this where I know that a club at you know conference south conference prem are going to be like no that's not acceptable you you need to be at training Whereas yeah. Little Hampton have just been so sort of reasonable, so understanding. And, and that, that, that's probably been the biggest part of it um, mm. in that I know I've got a team that support me and they sort of support my career and, and what I have to do. Um, and then obviously just, just what we had, like what, well, what we have, should I say, um, how we are as a team. And that, that's a big sort of pulling point if you're if you're at a club that you don't enjoy and someone comes in and offers you x y and Z, you're going to be like oh yeah that's unreal but when you're at a club where you're like like this is decent like this is really really good i enjoy it it's a good crack and we're we're decent as a group you know when those offers come in it's like well let's actually give this some thought because i think a lot of people in my position and, and fair play to them you know everyone's got their opinions would be like he's mad for not going to mm. to conference south and, and to push himself and and to do things like that and everyone's got their opinion I, I totally respect someone saying to me oh well, you're you're not challenging yourself and you're not pushing yourself that's fair enough but you're you're entitled to your opinion there for for me you know my career is is the most important thing and 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 football is unfortunately second to that um i think if if this Sort of success as a, as an individual. I mean, call it success. Jesus Christ, what do I sound like? Um, <laughs> if, if this would have come, if if this would have come at 22, 23, like I'm 
I'm just leaving uni, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a fully qualified teacher, then yeah, hundred percent, that that's going to be, you know, the earnings from that. I could really start to make something of it. But now with the position I'm in and what I do, it has to take priority. So you think it's unlikely that you would ever become a full-time footballer in your career now? Because it's great to hear that you've got so much passion for being a teacher. Because mm. we all know, Trev, we've said it many times, well, haven't we? Like, comfort, even step three, you know, even if Little Hampton mm. get a promotion next season, the travel does get more and more. You yeah. look at, yeah. you know, as a Worthing fan, some of the deepest, darkest <clears throat> nights to Margate, to Folkestone, Folkestone to, yeah. you know, up Brightling Sea region and, you know, all of those. And like even next season in Conference South, we look at trips to, we're actually playing Weymouth away midweek. I mean, that's a long journey. Imagine if you had to do that oh, as a, as a it, teacher you wouldn't be able to go probably would you that, that that's it and I, I don't get me wrong I, I always said I said to Mitch and George this season like if something comes in and it's it is stupid not to you know stupid to turn it down then I, I'm gonna do that and again that's where them two have been unbelievable in their life and we would totally support you and that's where you know, even the people at work, I know would be supportive of that. And I know that they would be like, we can, uh, you know, we can change your hours. We can do stuff like that. But I don't know they, when there's talk of stuff like that. And again, this probably comes back to me not sort of having the the biggest sort of like self-confidence when it comes to football. And I don't think I could be playing at that level. I, I genuinely don't. I, I, I think when you watch the biggest thing I noticed, right, from Wembley, I, I said this to my missus when I got back. The two games on the day, obviously, we had us and then, what was it, Bromley and Wrexham. Bromley and Wrexham, yeah. When they come out, so we were, I think we just finished. We were in the Bobby Moore Lounge and then my sister was over from Canada. My girlfriend wanted to take, like, photos. And we're like, right, we'll go out onto the, like, the sound bit so we can see. And their lot come out. I think it was Wrexham coming out. And I was just looking. I was like, they're just blokes. Like, they are blokes. Like, built proper, proper athletes. And... I don't know, that's where I'm just sort of look at myself and I'm like, there's still a long way to go. If, if I wanted to, to get to that, I've got to work like hard. You've got to push yourself. You've got to put yourself in a better position. Um, and people would look at that and go, yeah, why are you speaking poorly of yourself? But I think you've got to be honest with yourself at times. You've got to be like, well, can I really do that? Um, so, yeah. I know not everyone would agree with me saying stuff like that, but that's just the way I am. I'm just, yeah. Sort of I'm about, the yeah you're, you're the person. guy, you're the, it's your life, mate. You know, you've got to make the decisions that you do. I mean, from what I've seen, I, I personally think you probably could do it. I'm sure a lot of people say that to you, but you're the one mm. that's got to make that decision. And if you've got a happy work-life balance right now, that's all that matters because you wouldn't want to upset the apple cart by doing something, push yourself and then regretting that decision, would you? Yeah. And I think that's it. Like all of football in life, but life is, I don't want to upset people. I don't, I know when, uh, when you get higher, you know, people's jobs are on the line. You, you look at, you know, people in positions, you know, managers in conference South, especially conference prep, that's their job. That's their livelihood. So if you're upsetting that person, if you're putting them in an awkward position, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I wouldn't want to put someone in that position. That's, you know, I, I try everything in my power not to do that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's sort of one of the biggest things for me. As a small part, have you said to yourself, though, I could play football probably maybe the next six years, maybe then I've got 30 years I could still teach for. Has that tiny bit <laughs> sort of come into your mind? There or you not? go, Trevor. That's yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah. There you go, mate. It's, it's a very good it's a He's very tempting good you. 
yeah i've had i've had the um i've had the experienced teachers in the department ask me that question as well i think yeah um yeah no it has of course it has it's um yeah it's it's one of them things that like i said if the if the offer come in where it would be silly then Mm. yeah i i would definitely make that sort of plunge and make that challenge Mm. for myself um but yeah for now for now and you know things change and stuff like that Mm. I am really happy, and, and like you said, I'm I'm happy with with the work life balance, and yeah. and to see what this season brings. This is this is a challenge in itself. In yeah. that, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, you know, he can score goals at that level, but, but can he do it the next league up? Like that's a big jump." And yeah, I've got I've got, a, and they're right. They're, they're completely right into question that. And of course, you've got you've got to prove yourself at whatever level you play at. So yeah, I, I'm up for the new challenge. I'm up to to see what we can do as a team and. Yeah, bring it on. It'll be um it'll be a good laugh, whatever happens. It'll be very exciting, won't it? I mean, as as oh, Trevor yeah. as Trevor agreed with me there, like I, I personally from what I've seen, Trevor's watched Little Hampton a lot this season. I personally think you could do it at a higher level. If you have another season like you did last year in this season, surely it's gonna be some wow. turning at the end of the season. Come on, mate, you can't say that, can you? Oh no, honestly, um I can't I can't see it happening again. Mate, I I I'll be honest, like I didn't I had no expectation that that would happen whatsoever this season. Um, the amount of questions I've had since then and being like, you know, what did you sort of predict for yourself before the season and stuff? And I remember, I think I said it to you, Trevor, and yeah, you did, yeah. it, like when you spoke to me and G, yeah. and I was like, if I got 30, like that would be massive. That would be so good. And G said, he's going to hate that I said this. On, um, on presentation evening, he gave me manager's player. And uh, he pulled me to the side at the end, like obviously everyone gone. And he was like, I was really close to saying that apparently on, so what did G finished on like 47 goals, 47, right? 47, didn't he? Yeah. So he, he said, I was so close to announcing that I hit 47 goals like December 15th or something. <laughs> and he was like, I, he's like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mad, mad start to the season to the point where I remember saying like I'd used to say to myself after I think it was like September I was on like 20 I was like right I'm just going to be as like I'm going to aim for 10 goals a month I'm going to try and get to the next month on the next like 30 then 40 then 50 and I think pretty much until December we had a couple of games called off being on 47 like I I backed myself I was like I can get 50 before Christmas I can get 50 and then I think there was like some poor weather we were meant to play EP and it got called off before the new year and I was like no I had a chance (laughs) Um, and especially as that game when we played EP in January I got seven it was Danny I was fuming This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It must be quite... So let's just go back again. So go on. 60 goals. Mm. And you're out for three months injured, wasn't it, roughly? About three months? Yeah, I think it worked out to be 11 games. So let's just see. What, I mean, have you worked out your goal-to-game ratio? Uh, what did I play? I think I finished on 40. It was like mid-40s, low-40s. So so if I you haven't been I... injured for those three months, it could have been near the 90s, couldn't it, surely? Well, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all lift butts, isn't it? Um, it's it was it's frustrating to look back on because it was like oh yeah what what could have been and I think the one that kills me the most was the New Haven one where the second shoulder went because when I look at it I think from the time doing it at Newham to then the New Haven game I'd only missed I think it was like four and and I like now looking back on it I'm thinking oh the four games is nothing in comparison to, to the 11 or whatever it was that I missed. So that was probably the hardest one to take. Um, and sort of being like to myself, that like accepting it, being like, is this genuinely happened? How have I gone from doing the, the right one and then doing the left? Like, how is this possible? That was tough. That was, that was really tough and frustrating, but yeah, it could have, um, it could have been a few more than 60. Yeah. So what what's that mean for this season? Because obviously we know you're in a high league, a tougher league. It's you know it's where you've gone from County to Tisby and South. You know you're going to be uh, in a tough league. What, what have you said? I mean, if you don't want to share them, that's fine. But I mean, because we can recall you back at the end of the season, mate. And say, look, what's going on here, mate? Or if you smash it. So have you got a number in your head? And is that number you're going to share with us, or you're going to be a top secret agent and not tell us till the end First. of the season when we get you back on? Firstly, there is not a chance I'm hitting 60 again. There's no <laughs> way. I don't think I'll ever do it ever again. I won't even do it down like pitching base on a Monday night over the space of however long. Um, no, nah, genuinely, I'm being honest. Um, I haven't even sort of given the season like thought yet. I think I've only had two two session, two preseason sessions. They were last week. Like this week we had, like I missed, this is what I mean about work. So Monday we had year 11 prom, so therefore I couldn't go to training. And then tonight we had like um, meet the parents of the new sort of year groups coming up and that didn't finish till half seven. So I missed training again. So I have, I genuinely haven't given it for, I know that. I can imagine like, a year 11 prom is probably more stressful than a Wembley Cup game like being a teacher, isn't it? <laughs> absolute, absolute carnage, absolute carnage. Um, but yeah, Sorry. no, I, I I, no, it's all right. I, I, I haven't given it sort of any thought. Um, I know that sounds a very media trained answer, but I promise. Um, yeah, I think double figures over 10. Yeah, I I'll think, that, I think 10. that's a given, mate. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, you keep yourself in your free. I don't know. I, it dep- I think it's a genuine like point. I, I think it depends on sort of where I'm played and stuff. In that, were you at the last game of the season, Trev? The Tilt Dean one? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you played, so, in, like, played in the 10. I played mm. in the 10 and obviously I hadn't played in the 10 since the Milo days. And I mm. always love playing in the 10. I, I've always felt like, I know this is after 60, 60 goals. I've always said I'm not a natural striker. And the boys give me so much stick for that. But I'm well, was, genuinely was it George, not. Was it George Coulson, the second best striker in the club? 
yeah, he he's so sick. Like the way George is, he is a natural yeah. like yeah. striker. He is. Yeah. He is. He can be greedy. He it, it, like the what he does. His positioning. That is a natural striker. There's times on like when a when a play is sort of happening, I'm sort of like, am I in the right position here? I mean, you probably saw it at Wembley where I got about three touches. I was like, what is going on? Like, and, and that's that's sort of it. Like, I, I've always thought that I was a natural number ten. And in that game against Salt Dean, I thought it was probably the one of the best games that I've played this season. Mm. Um, so yeah. it, it it depends on sort of where I'm played next year. Because um, that will obviously affect sort of goals and, and, and chances. I still back myself to score from the ten, but I'm not going to have as many chances, especially if George is playing up top because he shoots at everything. So um, yeah, it will be um, it will be interesting to see. I think you look. You need to just look down the road and think of a a certain Worthing player, Mr. Pierce, who won the Golden Boot. And I think was it Trev? Was it thirty or thirty? Oh, is it more than that? I can't remember enough. 34, it was 34 league, I think it was. Yeah. And then he got like four in the cup. So, you know, you like to say, but if you've got an eye for goal, mate, and depends how the level is, you're going to see yourself scoring. And, you know, we look now that Hastings are out of the league, I think, you know, there's it's going to be a very wide open league that South um, is me and South. Don't you, Trev? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few clubs like, well, I'd expect to be up there, but Haywards Heath, um, Seven Oaks would be strong. You've got Ashford. Um, who else is coming? But I've read on the internet a lot of people's sort of surprise entry would be Littlehampton because of the way they did last season. And, you know, obviously, I know you guys would probably, uh, Joe, want to be sort of cementing your place in the South rather. I mean, obviously, a promotion, back to back promotion would be amazing. But I think mm. when you look sensibly, I think you guys would want to cement yourself and then just try and get as high up the table for the confidence to take on the next season. Am I right in saying that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think. It's, it's one of them things, isn't it? You want to establish yourself within that league. Uh, the, the amount of time the club's been in the county league and then so, so going into this. I'm not 100% on the club's history, but is it their first time in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah first time. In the there you go. Game. So, yeah. like, that's, that's massive for the club. And I think if you look at the likes of sort of Chichester now um, and how they've sort of established themselves within that league, I think that's what the club would like to do. They, 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 they want to sort of be a familiar face in that league um but yeah that that doesn't mean that we're not we're not backing ourselves to do well um not at all because that's just not the way we are that's no. that's not in us um but yeah i think i think priority would just be to to establish ourselves no so i mean it's uh i mean the Eastman leagues in general are very exciting leagues um you you must be i mean what's the thing you're looking forward to the most i mean for me being a Worthing fan going up to the national south for first i mean you, you look sussex football as you could say yourselves hastings worthing um even like you could kind of class dorking in that area because they were originally in the sussex yeah. county leagues and what a hotbed of football it is right now you must be so proud to be in this cluster of real amazing football talent at the moment so what's your sort of excitement for the season apart from sort of the new grounds and clubs what what are you really looking forward to? Well, I think I think like like you said there, like that is the most important thing to to sort of say is that how well Sussex football is doing. Like you look at Worthing, mate. Honestly, what a club and and how much they've sort of progressed, how much they've come on. Like averaging what over a thousand a game. Yeah. I mean, your preseason game a couple of days ago, what you had four yeah. five hundred there. I couldn't believe that's, that. Yeah, it was amazing. Four five four hundred four hundred fifty. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And and that you've got to give that as credit to, to the players. And, you know, you mentioned Ollie earlier and, and players like that. It's the, the football that they produce and the entertainment that they provide for the prices that it is, you know, comparing it to, 
professional football nowadays, people are deciding being like, you know what? Like, why wouldn't I just go round the road? I can park up, I can mm. walk down there uh, and, and just go and enjoy it. And then, you know, I'm home within, within half an hour. People, people are making that change. So, yeah, I think for Sussex football, it's unbelievable. Um, but looking forward to the most, just, just that little bit more of a professional setup. Obviously, it's still miles away from that, but playing at, you know, half-decent pitches, um, playing, you know, teams with a more of a fan base. Now, I know not everyone is like that, and I think we wasn't like that a few years ago, but no. the fact that we've sort of created what we have is amazing. But things like that are, are, are going to be really nice. And, and the opportunity to play, you know, teams that I've never played in my life. I think you, you, you're, if you're in the county leagues, you play the same teams. It's, you know who they are. Everyone knows everyone. But like you said, about the sort of size of this league that we've gone into and, and the distance that we'll travel. You know, I think half of the teams are from Kent. I'm not going yeah. to know anyone from Kent playing on the other team. Mm. So exploring those, exploring new grounds, stuff like that, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. Mm. Well, I wouldn't I mind seeing a, a Pierce uh, Keeley Ben strike partnership in one time in the future, but we'll leave it at that, mate. Anyway, Trev, what are you saying? Be, I, won't, I, won't, I won't be able to get a goal, but honestly, they'll, they'll be t- especially Ollie. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get a goal off that. <laughs> I was just going to say, with all the extra grounds or new grounds you've got to go to as well, Joe, you've got the FA Trophy as well, which could send you absolutely everywhere, you know, somewhere completely obscure. God, imagine, imagine a back-to-back Wembley, mm. right? A trophy one oh, year, last yeah. year. <laughs> is that, you two love it. Has, has there ever been <laughs> a, like, what's the lowest league team to make the final of the trophy, do you know? Oh God, Statman Trev will be that one. That's what I was uh, going to say, he's all over it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably blogged about it sometime, mate. He needs to go back for his history. I, I would say I would say Hornchurch at the moment that yeah. I can think of on the top of my head. That yeah, they won it last two years year. ago. Yeah. They won yeah. it. Um, they knocked out about three, three or four national league sides. What league were run. they in? Uh, uh, Ishmian. So one above. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Because yeah. I always think when you look at the trophy, mm. you're just going to get a national t- national league side in there. Yeah. I think, Joe, you look at what happened to Wrexham. Everyone thought they were a given for promotion yeah. and like winning the trophy. Look, they stumbled at the last block. Yeah. I, I think, think even go on, Trev, go on. I was gonna say I think North Ferriby have been the only club that have played in a Vars and a trophy final, I think. Yeah, we really? I think you said that on one yeah. of the podcast episodes, mate. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because they came the up through yeah. the ranks, got as yeah, far yeah, as the yeah. National League North, I think, got to Wembley. I think they won it as well. Um got yeah, to the National League. Yeah, went bust because I couldn't afford to stay at that level. But yeah, I think they're really do that. Yeah, because Dorking can do that. Did they not make the vase or anything no, like that? No, no. I never made the vase. But no, no. No, the trophy, Look, trophy's fun. It, I think the trophy, you know, for me, like, you know, it's probably the same with the Vars. The trophy's one of those, you know, it's like the non-league FA Cup, as we know, and it's just yeah. nice to go to other... Like, Worthing went to Hayes and Yedding this season, and we, we, everyone thought they were going to smash us because they were doing really well at the time. We ended up beating them, I think, by three or four goals, I think it was, Trev, wasn't really? it, at the end? And, yeah. and um, it was really weird, because I don't know if you've seen the show Ted Lasso on Apple... Apple TV. Yes, absolutely it's actually, love it. Yeah, it's actually filmed at Hayes and Yedding's ground. So that training ground is Hayes and Yedding Stadium. So you wouldn't believe it was, mate, because they didn't even have hot water applied to the taps and the bar was like, you had to go out and early, the toilets only had a little uh, port So it wasn't, the money's obviously gone somewhere and it ain't into the club. Yeah. But I don't want to get <laughs> us into it. a libel case, Trev, before yeah, we get to the new no, season, no. do yeah. we? <laughs> um, allegedly. But yeah, allegedly, yeah. Say, so I wonder where I uh, believe Ted Sign's gone somewhere. But um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, it's a fantastic game. So let's um, 
let's let's before we end it let's let's talk about Wembley because it's got to be no matter what you say you know we've we've kind of uncovered that you know you love your job you know you're happy with the work-life balance at the moment it's playing at sort mm. of step four now your highest level mate to go to Wembley Stadium as a player no matter mm. what the result was you must have been pinching yourself at time because I can't think like I went the most ex- emotional experience I've had as a uh, the other club I sports Charlton Athletic we got to Wembley yeah. in 2019 we beat Sunderland in the last minute that was a, like out of body experience to win like that and going there with your club is amazing Trev have you been with Barnet before to Wembley no um <laughs> so I'm the only one that's talking so uh, but I normally get the stick for being a Charlton fan so we'll leave it there but uh, <laughs> what was it like as a player because I can't think especially at your level mate like you know if you're a professional footballer a little higher you maybe expect to see it maybe occasionally once in your lifetime but as a non-league player in the mm. FA Vars to have the reprieve that you did because obviously you thought it was all said and gone yeah um what was it like, mate? Just talk us the emotional experience. Yeah, it was. It was mental. And I think it was like one of those things that you didn't fully appreciate and understand until sort of now, really, like a couple of weeks ago, a month later, that that sort of thing. Just just the, the realisation of getting there, sort of beating Loughborough, I think on that day, obviously everyone's celebrating, but even when you're celebrating, you're not not comprehending the situation. It's like, we're going to Wembley, but it's not tangible. You're not, it's not there. You're just sort of thinking about it. And honestly, it is just, you, you can't really describe it to people because of, it's just, it's just one of those things that you almost have to experience to be like, okay, that's what that felt like. And that is mental. I remember going out. Um, so we got in the changing room and everyone's looking around and we weren't even like, we weren't even in the top, top changing room. I think the, the, um, the uh, trophy had that. But still, the change room is just a joke. And we're walking around, everyone's having their photos and stuff. And it's like, right, we'll set up the change room. You, you, you go out onto the pitch, have a little walk around. And at this point, what was really nice, we had time. It wasn't rushed. I think we had like 25, 30 minutes out there. So I literally FaceTimed as many people as I could. And, and that was the nuts thing. Like I'm FaceTiming people and they're outside the stadium. And then it is just nuts. Like it was so crazy, um, but like a whirlwind. Warming up was ridiculous. I actually had a like hot day a as mate, well, wasn't it, mate? Oh, the the heat. They said to us before they were like, whatever the temperature. And I never knew this about like I don't know. If it, it must be all grounds, but obviously Wembley because it's so much bigger. Whatever the temperature is outside the ground, it's 10 degrees hotter in the stadium. And I think on that day, it was the hottest day of the year that it had been. And I think it was like 21 or something. So it was like 30 odd degrees in the stadium. And I was like, oh my word. And with my shoulders now, I wear like a strap. So I wear like a double strap. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I look like an NFL player. It's horrendous. But I won't not wrong wear with that. It's Trev. There's nothing yeah. wrong with NFL, no. <laughs> it is when you're trying to play football. It's horrendous. <laughs> um, it's their type of football, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, so I don't wear it on skin. I have, a, I have to wear a thermal. So... I'm warming up. I'm like, oh, this is going to be tough in this thermal. And we're, um, I remember getting to the point of we've just done the national anthem, which is mental. Like the fact I'm saying that and just skipping past it, we've done the national anthem. Yeah, it went on. And um, we shook every, like, shook the like, players and refs' hand. And I've gone past the ref, and he's, it, as he's shaking my hand, he's like, are you seriously going to wear that? And I was like, mate, I've got no choice. Look at the state of this. And I've shown him my thing, and he's like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was so hot. Um, yeah, like, Undescribable, but yeah, just the, the experience in itself 
that going back to that point um from from going to the warm up and and then sort of being in the change room being like right this is it this, this is happening and i feel like the the game itself just it was such a sort of blur i remember first 10 minutes i don't know when that lad scored that worldie but it was about 15 20 minutes yes yeah, i felt like the, yeah. i felt like the first <clears throat> Up until that point, it was just a cagey cup final, like nil-nil, could have gone either way at that point. Like no one was really on top. Maybe they were just a little bit on top, but nothing was really happening. And then all of a sudden, like as that goes in, and I mean, by the way, scoring that on that occasion was mm. just ridiculous. I went up to him at the end, I was like, mate, that was ridiculous. <laughs> um because you you got to, there's no point being bitter. It was it was an absolute weldie and a, a once in a lifetime thing. I think he could do that fifty times and he'll he'll still only get it the once. Yeah. And um, yeah. All of a sudden, that what that gave them was like we can now do anything. He's just done that on this stage. We can now do anything. And we were sort of like, where the hell has that come from? Oh, we don't feel like we should be one nil down. You know, nil nil was fair at that point. And we just didn't didn't react. We sort of didn't, yeah, we just didn't react. That's as simple as that. And I think if you look back on the game, and to this day, I still haven't watched the game. I, I was just like, I'm not, I recorded it and everything. And I was like, my old man rang me a couple of weeks later. And he was like, just watch the game, mate. Do yourself a favour. Don't watch it back. <laughs> I was like, all right, mate, I'll give, I'll give it a miss. I'll give it a miss. But speaking to people, when you actually look at it, the like moments of where we would normally build in a game, you know, you get that little bit of momentum. There was something that happened. So the first 20 minutes, then they score an absolute worldie. I think 10 minutes after that, G goes down like yeah. and bad. So everyone's like, Christ. A few minutes after that, there's a water break. A few minutes after that, it's half time. So it's like, right, we go back out. I think there's like 10 minutes, then they score. It's like, oh God. And then I think I hit the post and then they score. Then there's a water break. And then it's the end. And it's like, we just didn't we just didn't get sort of a rhythm going and that's you can't take anything away from them they were like excellent i think they had a game plan and god did they stick to it and did it work you look at um i, I one of our like all of the department from pe went and they were like like proper pe teachers looking at statistics looking at it trev you'd love it in there and um <laughs> they, they he was our, our head department was like um or yeah he was like I watched um, Big Z, so whatever number yeah. it was, eight. There was a player who did not leave him the whole game. Yeah. Every time I touched the ball, I think I had the centre half and the whole midfielder on me. And they just had this game plan and it worked. And you've got to give them credit. On, a, on an occasion like that, they, they had a game plan and they stuck to it, um, which was a massive shame for us. But yeah, credit to them. We spoke to Mitch Hand at the end of uh, season episode and he, he still says no matter what season you had, he still was pretty gutted about that result. Do you, I wouldn't say regret, but do you look back with, you know, you won't watch the match, but you, you gutted it just, you couldn't crown that amazing season. And do you think it may be talking about the heat? Do you think it was something to do with that? What do you think came over? Because from what I understand, it wasn't the little Hampton everyone was used to seeing that day. Yeah, that that's the thing that upsets me the most is like, the like of the likes of yourself who, who maybe haven't watched us this season or maybe watched one game, a lot of people tuned into that game who hadn't seen us before, who had gone to that game who hadn't seen us before because they'd heard about us. And the fact that we didn't show up was probably that's the thing that I'll probably never ever let go is that we didn't show them what we are. Like people look at that and we're like, yeah, but 
you're like you were rubbish and, and they're not wrong they're not wrong but one game doesn't define a season I think the free trophies obviously proves that but that's the hardest thing to take um, just not not showing up I, I do feel like in the game when I hit the post which by the way there is not a day that goes by that I don't think about that it was the maddest thing um, and it doesn't sound as good saying I've hit the post at Wembley hmm. than I've scored at Wembley scored but I'll, Wembley. I'll try and I'll try and cling on to it. Um, I felt like it had been a turning point and that's another hard thing to accept because I think when people have told me of watching it back, apparently got like the tiniest deflections to then go on to the post. Within two minutes, they're up the other end, they've got a penalty and it's like, that's it, it's game over. If that goes in, you know Little Hampton as a club, our fans are going to go mental. Like, how do they react to that? And that, that that's... Again, something that's really, really hard to, to take and be like, oh, it didn't happen. But it, it takes nothing away from them. They, they, they deserve that. On, on the flip side of it, Joe, had you won it, you couldn't defend it next year because you yeah. jumped up into the trophy. And I think, if, I'm, if I remember rightly as well, I think only one, one side's defended it and gone back to Wembley in the entire competition uh, really the competition yeah I think it was Whitley Bay went twice in two years but no one else has no one else managed to do it that shows how difficult it is and I think mm. I've, I've put in quite a few things 618 teams started in September only two make it you know and you were one of those two it's that difficult to you know yeah, to do that, it and do it again that that's it like now I can look back like we had it was on a Sunday wasn't it we had school mm. on the Monday so like mm. I go into school on a Monday oh my god the amount of kids that are talking about it like all stuff like that and they're going like even teachers are like oh but you know you had the experience it's amazing that you've done that it's an amazing achievement it's a, and you're like yeah whatever like, we've lost mm. this this crap it's rubbish yeah. and I knew that it would take that time for me to then look back like now I look back and go yeah like it's rubbish that we lost but and again like, that's a, that's genuinely a once in a lifetime experience mm. you could pick a thousand people out from the street and say, how many of you have played at Wembley? Oh, none. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like that's how crazy it is to be like, we have played at the, the home of football. That, 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 that doesn't happen. Um, so now I can look back on it and be like that, but straight after the result, I definitely wasn't like that. I was absolutely spitting feathers. No, don't blame me. I mean, it's just, it, I think it's just a pure emotion of it all. And it's just, mm. The, you look back in the what ifs it's always the what ifs isn't it you know um, but you know I, I think it's it's one of those things that you're never going to take away from that experience you never know you might do well this season you might get back there is a trophy you could do that record couldn't you Trev I could yeah could yeah that would be um, that would be pretty nuts but Joe before we wrap it up tonight it's been mm. a great chat with you um, we've say, said it on all of the podcasts this season um, when we've spoken to someone what obviously got the obvious of Wembley. What was your highlight of the season? Obviously, you won a treble with some great little trophies and everything like that. And you've been a real beacon of light for the whole of Sussex as Littlehampton, as we've already said mm. in the podcast, there's been three or four clubs in this area that have just shown the sort of South Coast as an amazing place for football. But what is your highlight? If you could pick up one moment, I'm sure it's more than one, but if you had to say one moment, what was it? It's got to be the supporters song, hasn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, Trev, what song's this? Go on, what song's this? Is, is Joe going to give us a little song? It's to, uh, oh, it's to the tune of the gala song, Free, 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 by, free From Desire, isn't it? That's it, it is. Joe on Ben's on fire. Joe Ben's on fire, yeah. Yeah, yeah but he gets his chips I'm... from the Wick Friar. 
If you think I'm singing it, you have got another thing coming in. Joe Ben's on fire. Chips from what was it? From the Wick Fire. Joe Ben's on fire. Uh, I noticed that when you re-signed, they said it on their Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Wick Fryer, yeah. Hey, any chance of Wick Fryer giving any support? I feel like I've given them so much business. I'm getting nothing out of it. It's just outrageous. Come on, Wick Fryer. I think we need something yeah. out of him. At least a free chip every Friday or something. But you, it'd be a bit cold. Don't you live over sort of Shoreham way, mate? Wouldn't it be a bit cold yeah, by the time mate. you got there? <laughs> I'll take I'll take some post match though home game. I'll, yeah, I'll on the way home, way home, get some for the missus. Keep it in a little hot box. I've got a just eat bag you can use, mate. That I was using during the <laughs> pandemic. If you want, keep it warm. Um, but yeah, go back to it. Apart from the song, what 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 was the highlight? Go on. Um, I would probably I'd take him Wembley out of it because that's just 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 different level. Um, mm. I'd probably say like created as a team, like the group that we had having. The, the, what we have as a team there and, and the group of lads who were involved in that 40 years time we could you know we could meet up and be like remember what we've done like that is mental the fact that we've sort of made memories for that sounds so wet as well memories <laughs> for a lifetime like the, the maddest thing of all and and the experience Wembley gave to people but like I had my um, young nephew who's like three come over from Canada, never, ever been to a sporting event in his life. And the first time he's ever gone to any event is watching his uncle play at Wembley. Brilliant. Giving those people, like giving people that you know, we love and, and who are around us, that experience. And that's not just Wembley. That's the whole season of what, what we created. That's been by far the sort of standout thing, because like I said, that, that, I don't think that season happens again. I, I really don't. No, you're right. Very true. No, it's true. I mean, the thing is, is I think one of the, I think one thing, I mean, as I said, I haven't, unfortunately, I've not been down to Littlehampton games. Mm. I did try, but it just, I think with the running that Worthing had and, you know, your games, I was going to every game, seeing win the trophy. But I think seeing how many supporters came out, if you can even keep a third of that, it's just going to do wonders for the club. You know, I'm sure it'll be more than a third because I think you've really, I've seen on social media people that I've got my friends that live over Littlehampton where I've never been interested in non league football ever, despite the fact they've got Littlehampton, Worthing, you know, uh, Shoreham, they've got, you know, all the clubs he's pressed and everything they've never been bothered but they've seen what's happened at Littlehampton I think I think they helped that the um what's it called the uh that Europa Super League helped a lot of people get disillusioned massively and I I think you know if they can continue that and you know because support at the end of the day is what gets these clubs like yourselves drives them up the table yeah without without that that Fans don't realise that. And that's, again, because it sounds so cliche from like what professionals say, it's like, oh, you know, they're the 12th man and stuff. But it makes such a difference. I remember Bex Hill last game of the season. Obviously, we needed to win it to, to win the league. And our lot were absolutely, like, before kickoff, they are going nuts. Like, the noise. And I'm sort of mm. looking around at the, the Bex Hill lads. And you see it as, like, they look at it like, oh, we want it. Like, who doesn't want that? Why would you not want that? And and you see teams crumble. Um, I think Loughborough, like Loughborough, technically, Loughborough yeah. technically, what a team! Like yeah. as individuals, they would be unbelievable players. But yeah. the occasion and t- how many was in there, Trev? Two, three thousand, whatever it was. Uh, Loughborough was three thousand two hundred. Yeah, like that close, mm. that much on top of you, like that hostile, and it's like teams melt and, and and it's so so important and and like an advantage that I, I genuinely don't think fans will ever realize 
at our level, the the impact that has. And yeah, I just like you said, I hope we keep the, the core of that. And I'm, I'm certain that we will. I think they're, they're so supportive. They've literally travelled everywhere we've gone. Um, and yeah, I just, I can't wait for that sort of first game of the season just to, to see everyone. I hope it's a home game yeah. um, just to see everyone back there. When are the fixtures out? Is it next week? Yeah, 14. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're not asking me. Uh, there we go. No idea. Trevor's made you look clever there. You just say, yeah, 14, mate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight, mate. Thank you for spending your time with us. Um, do you, uh, it'd be really nice if you came on sort of mid-season, sort of catch up with you, see how the season's going. It'd be fascinating to see what you come from County League up to sort of Ismian South. I'd really like to sort of catch up and see how you're doing. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Mate, I'd love to. I, I love having a chat, as I'm sure you've heard from this. So, yeah, nice, anytime, just, um, nice. just let us know. Uh, you're better than Mark White, because I had to edit Mark White's quite severely. So, at least I can just literally <laughs> copy and paste your one, mate. So, thank you for that, because I'm, I'm the one that's got the technology behind it. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I didn't know if I was allowed to swear, and I. I swear oh, we've had bit, we've so. had we've had uh, very very good because we've have had swearing. I haven't edited out because it adds to the sort of. Uh, we had a uh, we had bunch of amateurs uh, guy Rich that narrates bunch of amateurs on, and he did a couple of things. But he's got we we're saying to Trev, he's got such a smooth like commentary voice. He's you can't got edit a great out. voice. Yeah, he has yeah. got a very very yeah, good voice. Yeah, brilliant. keep keep swear words in. I'm yeah, and Mark, and Mark White is just comical value, isn't it? Really, yeah. to be honest, oh, like, you can't you can't apps. not. What an absolute character. Yeah. Well, some, some, I'll keep it between us and Trevor. I might share it with you one day, but a couple of the clips that Rich played us yesterday that he had to edit out. Um, if you ever watched the episode when South End didn't allow Rich into film and there was an unedited clip of uh, what Mark said, it's uh, it's one for the classics, I'd say. But uh, if that was yeah, a repeat on there, I don't think he'd work in football again. <laughs> the, fact oh, the fact that he's not made the TikTok, it must be bad. <laughs> I say, yeah, it was good. But um, oh. look after yourself, Joe Ben. Good yeah. luck for next season. And I look forward to catching up some play through and uh, just following the path of Littlehampton next season. Hopefully you see you up the right end of the table come the, this time next year. Cheers, fellas. I appreciate it. Absolute legends. Have a good one. Are you PNLP? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.